this summer we're bringing you double koi gig. I cannot tell you the like audible gasps that there were in the press box yesterday. They looked as stunned as the team on the pitch did. Subscribe to the OTB Koi gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say both Aaron Galan and Nicky Quaid are with us this morning. Hey, Nicky, good morning to you. Aaron, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Morning, um, Nicky, when, when does your club competitions kick back into overdrive? Uh, all this weekend, over, everyone is out this weekend. Um, I think there might even be a few starting tonight towards Saturday or Sunday, so it's, uh, yeah, it's back into action straight away again. Right, no rest for the wicked. No, 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 but sure, look, it's it's uh, nice to get back with the club when you've been away for so long. It's nice to get back into that again. And obviously, club players are mad to get going as well. They've been you know, waiting for a long time to get started, so it's uh, just nice to get started. Aaron, what were the celebrations like this time? How do, you, how do they compare and contrast to previous years? Um, I suppose similar enough to 2018. Um, around Limerick there for a while. Um, it was kind of taken away for all, from us in 2020 and 2021 but I suppose when it had to be sensible too with COVID but in saying that we still enjoyed ourselves but um, in my opinion no, I'd say this year was definitely the best week we had of it It definitely felt in the build up like the the fact that the stadium was going to be a full house made a difference like I know last year obviously there was 40,000 and we were all so grateful for the fact that there was an all Ireland final and there were fans there and it was a good occasion and still, it was crazy noise being made last year. But this year, the stadium was genuinely rocking coming down the, the final 10 minutes. Did you notice a difference? Um, I suppose when you're playing, maybe not, no. Um, maybe when someone gets a big score or a point when it's coming down uh, the home stretch, then you maybe might take a small bit of notice the, the noise in the crowd. But I suppose what kind of stood out for me, I actually went up to the football there last Sunday and it's only then I actually realised Gene like oh there was the same crowd at our match last week like this is just unreal so it was only actually the following week I really copped on to the crowd and the amount of people and the level of noise that was actually there Have you watched the game back yet? Um, I watched bits and pieces of it yeah I'm yet to actually sit down and watch the whole thing through but I definitely do it now before the weekend And uh, the bits and pieces you were watching back was it like clips of your own like the, the clips from the coaching ticket going here listen uh, you need to improve on this or well done on that was it uh, is it the official analysis has that already started? Uh, basically yeah uh, some people might think it's kind of stupid like watching back clips uh, once the year is actually over but I suppose just the routine we got into after every match this year to look back and analyse our own game and see how we get on and see where we can improve so yeah that's basically it to be honest Wow how did you get on? Grand uh, <laughs> in bits and pieces and not so great in other pieces so a few things to work on before we go back next year Right wow geez, that, that is hardcore Nicky how did, how did you get on? What, have you looked back at your bits yet? Yeah similar enough I suppose you don't I haven't sat down fully kind of by myself and watched the whole thing through but have watched highlights and bits and pieces of things and Obviously, there's areas that you're happy enough with and there's areas that you're disappointed with that you want to try and improve. And, and I suppose that's the only way you can, you can improve and get better going forward to next year that you, you know you have areas that you need to work on and, uh, you know, and hopefully improve them for, for when you get going again. You've obviously got a very different physical perspective in terms of like you see the whole pitch. Do you notice the crowds a little bit more then? Like, did you notice the fact that the stadium was entirely full down both sides? When you're looking for the runs of, say, Aaron from the corner out to the side or from the side out to the, into the middle to find a bit of space, you're like, actually, you know what? There's, like, it's, hard, it's hard to see because there's like 40,000 bodies on one side and 40,000 on the other side. Um, 
not necessarily know in the middle of the game. It's, it's just more than noise, I suppose, that you do you do hear. Uh, you do notice that when, like when there was scores and things that it is it is a bit lower. But sometimes, to be honest, it's easier play in a, in a stadium that has people sitting there because you know, there's just more colour and often find when the stadium is empty it can be difficult enough to see even sometimes to see the ball depending on like if there's you know, grey seats completely all in the background and things like that it can be more difficult so sometimes when the stadium is is is, uh, is full or there's more people there it is that it would be easier to pick out people or pick out the ball um, I find anyway especially in certain stadiums um, it, it, depending on the colour of the seats if they are empty Do you remember much of the game Afterwards, or is it actually mainly through watching the video that you kind of remember bits of the game? What, what's your memory like for it? Because different sports people can remember absolutely every single incident, and then other people are like, "What happened in that game again? How did that go?" Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be okay. No, yeah, I would remember a lot of it. Um, but that's what because physically, you know, I'm not there's no running around really or anything, so it's more thinking involved for me during the games and anything. So I would remember a lot of it. Maybe it's a piece, obviously, that you'd have to see back, and then once you'd see them back, you would kind of trigger. Oh yeah, I can remember that now. Um, so I would be okay, really, yeah, to remember different different bits and pieces of the game or each. And what bits from that game stick out for you now? Um, I suppose there's just a few pockets really that you'll be that you'll be kind of having in your head. You can see the pictures nearly in your head of what you were trying to do, and um, you nearly obviously the ones that didn't go well. They're the ones that you can see oh, what, what I should have probably done, or maybe that's the second after hit the ball. You realise oh, that wasn't probably the right option, or um, and then obviously the goals you can see you can nearly play all of those in your head and very worn and could could you have done something different for this or that and things like that so those are probably the main ones that just stick out it's nearly the mistakes that you can remember more so than, than the good parts uh, We had uh, David Herity on the show last week Dickie and uh, he was complimenting you in your puck outs he said his own experience is that it's quite often like the TV show Take Me Out where the lights just start disappearing in front of you whereas your teammates get marked out of it when you're standing over the puck out is that what it's like in an All-Ireland final especially against a Kilkenny team? <laughs> it's hard to know like look I suppose to be fair you know, for me and our team the goalie has a, a very very small part to play in it really like it's all about the lads out the field and you know, the movement that they have and the space that they can create and, you know, the goalie's part is probably just a very low percentage of that when the boys create the space and they nearly basically kind of force you to okay, this is where you have to put it because that's where the space is and that's where I'm moving and the decision is nearly made for you so it's, it's more down to the lads out the field and how they how they set up and create their space um, more so than actually the goalie the execution part is probably the easiest part for you to be honest with you Aaron traditionally uh, forwards on the inside line would have been able to have a little bit of a rest when the ball was down the far end of the field it doesn't sound like you guys are allowed to rest because you have to try and make the run to create some space so what's that like when when do you know when to set off on your runs is it as soon as the ball goes wide you make your move or do you wait until Nicky has the ball in his hands and then try and create the separation um, I suppose like different players play a different way different ways um, I suppose myself like I've got used to playing with I suppose Dearmas now and it's just ideal tees in the half back line with Patrick Swell and with Limerick so like I've came to understand his game very well so I know basically what he's going to do with the ball straight away so um, that definitely benefits me in winter hole my run and winter run um, I'd like to think sometimes it maybe buys you a yard or two um, but even over the last couple of years just getting to know the likes of Dick's game uh, Dan when, he, when he's halfback Kyle when he's halfback it's just understanding them and knowing what their preference is and then I suppose relaying to them what your preference of ball in and all this so just about working together really getting a good understanding of each other Is there a common theme in there somewhere Aaron like is there something that uh, Dermot and Kyle and Declan all like you to do as an inside forward? <laughs> 
Um, I suppose just keep moving, to be honest. Um, I suppose try and make the play as easy as possible for him, you know, just be an option and just be an outlet for him. And like if I'm making the run, they're definitely going to put the ball there. So at the end of the day, it's up to me to win it. Um, the the free taking this year uh, has been off the charts in terms of the particularly the long range frees. Um, like when you have that in your team, does that give you comfort as a free taker as well to know that like look. <coughs> Uh, or does it also actually kind of inspire you and drive you on to make sure that your level is as high as Burns' level is? Um, a bit of both, to be honest. Um, we'd have a bit of slagging against each other if one of us missed one, but to be fair to Dermot, it was, it was very uh, rare this year when he missed one. I think he scored one there in the final, maybe back in his own 45, and like he just can... Further, I'd say. Yeah, it fell yeah. out from Hill 16. <laughs> um no, you just have confidence of him standing over the ball from anywhere and it's just it's just a great tool to have in any team, I suppose, you know. Because you came through, obviously, and um, the freeze seemed to help you as a, as, a young, as a young player to get into teams and then, obviously, your, your game developed further from that. Because, like, I, I think if I'm right in saying there were some minor teams you were on, there were other minor teams you weren't, there was an under-21 team you were on and off and then, eventually, you, you know, you started racking up the big scores. How important was it having somebody like him in the club who was completely dead-eye? Um, I suppose it's nice going into games like initially when I started off I never actually took freeze um, I actually started taking freeze for the personal senior team when our real free taker Jack Keller got injured and then Gary Kirby was actually over us at the time so he asked me would I take him so I was like I chance it sure but like I knew myself that Deirman was going to come up as far as the 65 so like I didn't have to worry about so, you know it's going to be a tough free for me way out the field you know I just had to uh, comfort of knowing Dermot was always there and just like you can tell by you can just always rely on him you know um, the man just doesn't feel pressure just you know when the ball goes down it's going one place and that's just straight over the bar so as I said no fair play to him he's just unreal so, so you you essentially become a, a free taker relatively late or it's, it's not something that you were always it wasn't always your role so, so how do you get into the, the habits that free takers always talk about in terms of routine and the repetition that, that's required to, to put the ball between the posts <coughs> Um, simple enough really it's not a short answer but like you just have to put in the work and put in the practice you know um, I suppose initially when I started taking frees as I said Gary Kirby was our uh, club manager and he was one of the best free takers Limerick ever had so um, getting advice off him definitely stood to me and then like bringing on that part of my game another best um, credit is definitely due to Paul Knock and it's just um, the mindset he gave me and just the knowledge he gave me being able to take frees so all credit to both inlets. What sort of advice are we talking? I give away all our secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it just helped me tune in a bit and just get a routine and like um, focus on the actual free and not focus on the occasion and all that sort of crack, So simple enough really just one other question from what you said earlier on Aaron you spoke about the fact that you got into a routine of watching games back or doing your video analysis after every game was there a particular moment in this season where the video analysis was particularly truthful or, or harsh and and you came away reeling a little bit as players or or are they usually fairly positive experiences from your own perspective um, I suppose collectively as a team there's definitely always things that we definitely be happy with after games, um, but in same saying that there's always stuff to work on, that you know, and individually as well, it's the exact same thing. You know, you might have done, I might have taught you played uh, relatively well, but there's always going to be something that did kind of annoy you that you could have done better, and that's the thing that's going to stick out. You know, 
Um, that's the thing I'm going to go back on Tuesday and Friday and that's what you want to be focusing on and trying to perfect like you know it's almost as if the good things you did in the match go straight out the window but just kind of get into a mindset of constantly wanting to improve so that's just the way we kind of work I suppose And is that kind of your own mentality or do you sometimes need a coach to tell you this is what you did wrong? Um, to be fair like we do have top class coaches um, like some of the video analysis we do with Shawnee uh, he breaks it out fairly simple for us so it's very plain to see but you know, if ever we need advice after like Sir Paul or Angus or Dodd journey them so they're always there so I couldn't fault any of them Nicky you, you've obviously been around the uh, inter-county scene for a, a bit longer than Aaron and you've kind of seen the evolution of this great team when did you start to realise how great this team could be or was becoming what was the kind of bit where you're like ooh this is different Um. I suppose to be honest with you, back in the 17, you could kind of just see, like we were, I suppose, working with Paul for whatever it was, the six or eight months at that stage. And suppose you could kind of see maybe a little change. And we felt that, obviously, we're very disappointed with that last kick in down Nolan Park. But I did kind of feel that maybe just coming into that game, there was a little slight change that when things had been picking up and the younger lads into the squad looked like they were feeling a bit more at home. Um, and then and then 2018, I think probably probably the league in 2018, down in Salt Hill, um, for me, it was probably a game still that you go back to that, you know, we were, I don't know, we're eight or ten points down at half time and we've been stuck in Division 2 or going to be whatever it was for, for so many years. And to come out on top of that game, it did just feel like just a little change, I suppose, that, yeah, look, we can we can mix it with the best and they were obviously our champions and to come out with that one-point win up there um, was a huge boost for us. And then I suppose we went on then to be clear and... Um, in a real like after extra time, I went to that free taking competition, and just to get over those those few games, was probably um, you know I think from then it kind of we really started to believe then that yeah look we can we can mix it with the best of them and then to get the first round win against Tip and that in that twenty eighteen championship was probably similar. So I suppose those maybe six weeks from before the Galway game to to the Tip game, they were probably really ones that we really really believed. And um, that yeah, this is you know we we can mix it with all, with the top teams at the moment. And. Um- because that, that's a time of the year where it's difficult to produce your best hurling that like I don't know I, you know, don't reach for the cliches but actually it's the guts and, and determination that decide a lot of those league games as opposed to the lovely patterns of play that we see later on in the year when everybody's making those runs or actually were you guys able to implement the style of play that you wanted even in slightly you know the whatever the March, April, May weather conditions were like Um I suppose you could maybe just start to see it coming through, like what Paul and John and things wanted us to do. You could just start that to see coming through, and then you, when you pick up the results, then you just, I suppose, you really start to believe and trust in that process. Then, um, which obviously, like that time of the year, it is you know, the weather is poor and the pitches are softer, and it does take a lot of like that, just, just hard work and determination and things. And I suppose to get over that line in Salt Hill that day, it was, it was a very windy day and things like that. To, just scrape over that line with a lot of young lads I think um, I might have even been Kyle Kyle is that he was injuring for a lot of that year and he came on I think maybe that day for his first league game and Graham might have been the same and there's a few lads kind of coming back and he just felt that the squad is getting stronger now and oh, we can hopefully push on from here Can I ask you about your own game when like how does that evolve over that period of time as well is that about conversations around puck out strategy because like you know puck out strategy has been important in hurling basically since you know, Don Logue's era and maybe even a little bit before that where they were doing short puckouts, you know, you guys took it to a completely different level obviously, but did that evolve as time went on as well and, and how did that thinking, where did that come from? 
Um, yeah, I suppose look to you also, like Aaron touching it there, it's probably down to, to Sean O'Donnell in particular for me, who's our, our um, video analysis that he, I could have done a bit of work with him and he would have just, I suppose, explained, you know, just basically put it out there in pictures for you and to show you the benefits of doing this and doing that and doing something else. And like when you can see it visually then on the camera, you know, there's no, there's no hype place really as such like that. You can see, see the benefits of doing this and, you know, it's, it serves the team, whether it's, whether it's long, whether it's short, or whatever it is, and you just get an understanding of that through Sean again and how good he can put that together for you. So I suppose he will hear a huge impact, I suppose, on, on me personally and uh, the work that you can do to visually see the see the see the pitch and help like with, with that sort of thing. And are you are you trying to hit people as you see them, or are you trying to hit people as they're going to be in a second and a half? Like you know, because you've obviously got to take into account their movement. It's a bit like. It seems a little, little bit like quarterbacking, where you're trying to throw people open. You're trying to hit people open, are you? Well, look, it obviously depends on the situation, and, and you know, different teams will throw up different, um, I suppose, setups to you, and you have to work, try and work around that. And look, I suppose we have some unbelievable lads in the half hour line that can move, but they can also stand another puck out and look to, you know, contest the fifty-fifty and probably come out. Maybe come out on top eight, seven, six, seven, eight, eight times out of ten in that. So look, it's not. I suppose it's not a set in stone thing. It's something that we can kind of, we see that maybe we can adapt to different opposition and, and the way the game is going in certain ways as well. So it's not. No, it's not. We do this every game, and that's just it. Like you know. One last question on this: the the patience to stand there on All Ireland final day with you know the team's level with five minutes left to go, and not to rush it. Do you have a routine to calm you down and go? Okay, I'm just going to take my full a lot of time here and I'm going to wait for whatever it is to arrive because it definitely felt like you were just calming everything down and making sure that everybody understood we have control of this we've got this don't worry what, what's gone through your mind at that stage? At that stage a couple minutes ago I was probably get the ball as far away as possible to, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair uh, for the last five or six minutes I think the fact that Coyle and, and Garold were playing so well like I just picked up the ball and you know, instantly just look right where are the two boys which is the best option I just put down top of them because you know they were winning probably 80 or 90% of the ball that was going down top of them so that was probably the thing and if they're moving look you try and put it in front of them and if they're standing you try and put it maybe in front of them to their advantage or down top of their head because you know this, you know, you'll get bodies around the break anyway you know, I suppose so look the last couple of minutes is more like that <laughs> try and get the ball away from the goals as possible and hopefully that you can win it and keep it on the other end of the field uh, the puck outs is, is one element of it shot stopping is another Aaron how good is Nicky at shot stopping I'm sure you've tried to beat him in training a good few times you'd actually leave training some days and you'd go home and your head would be erect and you'd just be annoyed at yourself because like, you could be five or six yards out and your man just pulls a, sta- a save out and over and you would be taken next thing he starts laughing oh after hitting me in the elbow after hitting me in the knee like you <laughs> push into the net or something he'd just be trying to drive you mad like you know um, I suppose but as the years go on and kind of getting used to it so it's kind of coming to the effect now it's nearly harder to score against him than, or it's nearly harder yeah it's harder to score against him than it is to score yeah it's um, I wonder does that feed into Hegarty's finish as well in the final Aaron just <laughs> having to pick the postage stamp from that position yeah, look, I suppose we're used to we're used to just it has to go when we're in training, like with Nicky and Barry and Dave McCarthy, like three unbelievable goalies. So like we're no we're not gonna get anything softy in some so if it is going to be a goal, it has to be a top class finish. But like Garod's finish in the final was if there's a word better than top class, like I was just standing there for about thirty seconds there, my mouth open in awe, you know, I just couldn't believe it. And especially to be fair to Owen Murphy to score against him as another top class goalie, so just an absolute cracker 
what what is what, what's your go-to method for goal scoring at the moment Aaron like I mean the one that we see often it just bouncing in front of the goalkeeper obviously uh, Garo's goal was was not that but uh, what, what's your uh, go-to method do you have like a, a habit that you fall back on if you get yourself into a goal scoring opportunity definitely not kicking it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah definitely not kicking it we said a few years ago too and I'm still waiting for one to win um, no but I suppose I was getting enough slagging off the lads there in the years gone by that any time I went through and goal I'd try and hit it into the roof or into the top corner but then they all, all ended up going over you know so I suppose over the last year or two just kept it simple as possible if I get a goal chance just low off the ground into the corner and they're paying off more than the high ones thank God How hard are they to save Nicky? Yeah very hard look I suppose Every inter-county forwards, their striking ability is so good, it's very difficult to say about them. Um, sometimes they're just better off hoping that you get in the way and it just hits off you um, more so than to because you know, the speed that the ball can go at is um, is very, very quick. So, look, in fairness to the boys, like you can see every night of training, they're working on it before training starts. See our lads are you know, doing a bit of shooting practice or they're working for goals and they're doing many competitions between themselves. So, it comes down to that hard work, I suppose, really. It doesn't just automatically happen, you know, and then, I suppose when you can continuously put in that hard work, it's just probably ingrained in you know, like that. You know, this is where I want to put, to put it, and automatically just happens. Then feel that it's you know, you're aiming low into the corners, or you're aiming to the corners straight away, even when you are in the in the most difficult of situations. Um, Aaron, the All Ireland final against the Kilkenny side, who had beaten you in a semi final, who you had beaten, and who are developing rivalry with. Uh, did it matter that it was Kilkenny in the final? Did, was there anything extra about that? Um, not for us, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, maybe the the media and the people, like the crowd and the people outside of our circle, going to the match, maybe they could have made something of it. But no, not for us. Look, we still focus on what we have to do. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, I know it's probably a boring answer but that's actually the truth you know we just focus on ourselves really we obviously have a look at the opposition but don't delve too deep into um, then we know what we have to do against them and it doesn't matter if that's to any water tip anyone really it doesn't matter Did the three in a row matter or did that get spoken about at all at any stage? Um, during the year no it definitely hadn't been spoken about um, probably haven't actually had the opportunity to sit down and talk about it since the final as well to be honest but it's just a nice feeling knowing that it's there and that it's over and done with us I suppose all we can do now is kind of park it go back um, give our all with the clubs enjoy this and then uh, back again there to start the January I suppose you kind of have to approach it that way because you're in the middle of trying to create even more history like you've created some history but if you were to rest in your laurels at this stage or to consider the fact that you've made history then it becomes too big a thing in your head and uh, trying to beat that becomes almost less important. Um, is that is, there, is is that like we can't think about this until it's over because if we do, then it might end quicker? Um, we, no, like to be fair, like we have talk, we talked about it over the last week, like we definitely celebrated it over the last week and I'm sure there'll be times over to Christmas and we'll sit down and we'll think about it as a great achievement, but... Like, we're not to dwell on it either. Like, you know, if you're going back training there in January and you think, oh, our work here is done, you know, we're only going to be fooling ourselves and we're wasting our own time, you know. So we have a short, short enough old career, I suppose. So, like, there's no secrets, but, like, you want to win as much as you can as long as you're playing. Like, so, like, I suppose we're not going to be 
settling for three, you know, so I just want to keep driving on as much as we can. Yeah, so Nicky, I'm hearing you're not going to be happy until you've beaten the Great Kilkenny team's record and done the full five, because, you know, we all know that they fell short, so it's you guys against Kilkenny for history. Look, that is, I suppose, like, maybe that'll be something thrown out of, but there's nothing that's to do with, no, I wasn't in any of our thinking before last Sunday, and it's, it's, isn't it going to be in any of our thinking moving forward? Um, obviously, look, it might be a story that media or whatever we'll, we'll try and talk about, but for us, it's just trying to, trying to improve ourselves every day and, and like Aaron said, get the best out of ourselves um, and try and win as much as you can. But, you know, records and things like that don't really come into it as such. Like It's just we're trying to compete with, our, I suppose, ourselves and, and make sure that we're improving um, every night and that we're driving each other on and keeping our standards nice and high. Um, and that's all That's all you can do, I suppose, and to keep driving our own standards. Um, and hopefully then that will, you know, our, our performances will stay improving. Anytime we ask any of the Kilkenny lads who'd win in a match between the 07-08 Kilkenny and you guys, they're like, ah, we'd still win. So I'm going to start asking you guys now because that's, that's only fair. It's your chance to, to get back. Who'd win? Nicky, you, you probably played against that team a couple of times. So uh, your current team or the team that won in, say, 07 or 08? I'd probably say them, yeah. They had some unbelievable hurdles. <laughs> You've been practicing this answer, it seems. <laughs> Aaron, tell no, us the look, truth. It's so hard. To, it's so hard to compare. Look, I was looking up like said to play against two of those lads, um, and you know when I was growing up, then they were heroes of mine. You know, they were people that you'd look up to. Like, and they had, so, like said, JJ Lee, Tommy Walsh, Henry. All these lads were incredible hurlers, and John you know, had so many more. They were, I suppose, they were a joy to watch for me growing up. They were, I suppose, what made you. I remember being in Crow Park in '07. Um, on, on, on standing on the hill and I suppose you were deflated because they had beaten Limerick in the other final but I suppose it was part of it then that you said to say look we're witnessing an unbelievable team here like, and it was, it was something that I suppose would stick with me for forever Aaron I presume you're going to not say Kilkenny you, you'd fancy a crack off that team right? To be honest I can't say I do um, I'm already thinking here to myself imagine if we were playing them I'd probably run around the field my hurley out asking Tommy Walsh or JJ Leary to sign it or something so, so I'd be hard to play against them. <laughs> Well when you do five you can come back and tell us the truth on that one One last one just uh, Brian Cody obviously um, I think we, we um, were talking about it during the week and he would have come into the changing room after games against Limerick saying that like we need Limerick at the top table and uh, certainly talking about it this week that seemed to be an inspiration for some of your, your former colleagues in particular so when you heard that he was um, retiring what did you make of it was there a, was there anything that you were thinking at that stage Nicky that um, you know this is like one of the all time great GA careers and actually the last match that he's been in charge of was an epic All-Ireland final that we came out the right side on what was your immediate reaction um, I suppose look uh, my first reaction is you know what a loss he's going to be to the game I suppose like I, like I said I grew up obviously watching those teams and um, I can remember back in 99 when he came, got involved first and like, to, to his longevity see what he got. He's, like, he is the Sir Alex Ferguson really of, of um, GA to be fair to me his record you know, second to none and he'll be just a huge loss to the game obviously to Kilkenny um, in particular but to the game he'd be an inspiration I suppose of, of every every GA player look up to and how he carried himself I suppose on and off the field how competitive he was right until the final whistle um, last Sunday from his very first game till 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 the last day and I suppose look to 
to have played against him and you know being in his company a few times is, has been a privilege and an honour for me and um, I suppose I can say it's just so wish him well in his retirement and he would be a huge loss, loss to the game Well listen enjoy the uh, club championship season and thanks a million for making the time to talk to us it's an, it really is an incredible achievement you are history makers and I'm sure at some point over the winter you'll get to enjoy the fact that that uh, three in a row is really rare very 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 few human beings have ever experienced it so thanks a million to Aaron Galan and Nicky Quaid for joining us this morning cheers lads OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar